It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way. Yoey. Here's what I'm going to say to start, and we're going to get into some stuff today and dive in, but man, let me tell you, not a lot going on with the Philadelphia Eagles at this particular moment, my friend. You know, today we are talking about what to do on the pod. We were saying there's not a lot going on, and I was feeling a little like, not down, but just a little kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll record the pot. Like, I my <laughs> we'll do what we do. Yeah. Enthusiasm, you know, right. But then, but then I decided I'm going to attack this pod as if I was Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I'm going to have enthusiasm. I'm excited. I get to both talk about the Eagles and I get to talk to you. Right. I get to do both of them. So, so after not feeling great about, you know, having to record the pod, I'm excited. And let's be honest here. Although you say nothing is going on. There is always something to talk about with the Eagles. They just they have that way about about themselves. So I'm sure we'll get into a bunch of stuff. And I came up with a fun game that I think is uh, going to be interesting. And spark some debate. I like yeah. that. And and what we uh, decided to do today for the podcast could theoretically have a a competitive element to it in a sense. So you know the Sirianni thing I think could work. Yeah, and just to clarify, the game I came up with is the is okay. the thing that you already yes. know. Okay, about. good, okay. good, good, good. All right, so All right. we'll get into the game. It's a game. It's look, it's mock draft season. It's a a mock draft of sorts. We'll get into that um, coming up in a couple minutes. First, you mentioned him. Let, let's quickly. I think really the only thing that's happened since you and I last spoke is the twenty five minute video of Nick Sirianni with Fran Duffy that put up on the Eagles website. It's you know gotten some pub so to speak people are talking about it but hasn't been you know a huge deal but but people you know excited to see coach talk ball Elliot yep. what do you think what were your takeaways from Sirianni I, I thought it was the best version of Sirianni um you know when he's had to talk at these press conferences it, it, you and we've certainly talked at length about you know how we thought he did the both times he's had to speak but 
when you listen to him talk in this video where he's strictly talking X's and O's, he's not talking Eagles per se because he's breaking down Colts film. But, you know, he's talking about what kind of he likes, his coaching style, that type of thing. It makes you realize that the press conferences before were him having to answer things that really he had nothing to do with, right? Talking about the Carson Wentz situation, you know, those type of things. And he's the head coach, so they fall on his on his plate. But I thought this was the first chance to see Nick Sirianni in more of a comfortable type setting. And again, you know, there's always going to be, even the Eagles, the way they labeled it on YouTube, they put like Nick Sirianni gets, and then all caps, hyped up I to know. talk about, you know. I so know. it's like, again, we've said this. We do not like the way they're kind of promoting him. We think they should just let him, you know, be him. Like, yeah, he's, they're he's not an doing him guy, any favors. They're not doing him any favors. They're not doing him any favors. But, you know, I was listening to Ike Reese yesterday and he was pointing out and I'll take, I'll take his word for that, for it, that the stuff he was talking about in that video, the X's and O's stuff, he was impressed by. And Ike knows football better than me. He played the game, you know, yes, I could score a touchdown, but I don't know if I can play as long as Ike did. Right. So you don't know th- that you was sure. The- Is it a question? Yeah. No, nah, I probably could not. Ike had a very great career. So <laughs> Can we just here, take the probably out of it and say you could not? Yeah. yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I could not. I could not. Maybe as a kicker, but stop, so, stop, 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 stop. So I thought it was impressive to see Sirianni break down little things, right? Like he's talking about a play where um, who was a receiver out of USC that they drafted? His name's escaping me right now. Uh, Paris Michael Campbell? Pittman. Oh, Michael Pittman. Yes, Michael Pittman. Yeah. Paris so Mike Pittman's yeah, running idiot. across the middle, and he talks about how instead of Michael Pittman running more in a straight line, he's kind of taught to veer a little as he runs because that gives him momentum and makes it tougher for the for the defensive back to to tackle him. I thought little stuff like that was impressive. He talked about you know how on certain plays a quarterback stepped up in the pocket. I you know again like this is stuff you would hope he would know. He's a head coach of a football that's, team. But I, yes, I, that's my thing. Right, but at the same time. You know, we, we've kind of talked about how with the press conferences, it's all you have to go off of, right? And you're looking for reasons to be encouraged. I thought I thought this video at least was more encouraging than his press conferences. <laughs> he, is still, he is still very, very, very much Ted Lasso in the way that he's, you know, pointing out that at the end of one play, the, the receiver, and I believe it was actually Michael Pittman as well, runs over to a box uh, that's field level in the Colts stadium, and that box is filled with practice squad players, and they're all jumping up and down and hugging each other. He talked about how at the end of one play, uh, I forget the tight end's name, but it seemed like it was maybe the third string tight end. He catches a pass. The two other tight end coach, uh, play, two other tight ends run up to him. The coaches next to him because they're on the sideline, they're all going crazy. So in his press conferences, he's talked about how this stuff is important to him. Seeing yesterday, like him pointing out little examples about it, really hit home that it's not just coach speak. Like he is dead serious about creating an atmosphere where players really want to play for each other. And another part of the video, he says how Jack Doyle is so happy to help T.Y. Hilton score a touchdown because they're friends and he likes to see his friend happy. Like even just that terminology again, it's <laughs> it's Harry High School, right? But like I thought it was a real insight. I want to see my friend score a touchdown. To I want to get my yeah. friend a touchdown. He deserves it too. He's a really good guy. Yeah, it sounded honestly like, you know, like, like my little brother when he played T-ball being like, yeah, I got to walk, but then that meant when my friend hit a double, I scored. You know, like that type of thing, right? So, but... I mean, that stuff is important too, right? I mean, it's important to have a locker room full of guys that love no, each is. other. It it's is. important to, to build that type of atmosphere. I mean, we gave Doug a lot of credit mm-hmm. for that type of stuff. So I thought that those were the positives. I mean, 
he's just always going to come across like a super excited out of his element guy you know like it's just kind of what i think he's going to come across as because until he wins it doesn't come across as like competitive and smart it comes across as like all right bro like you know like we get it like you're competitive but i I still thought overall it was a positive for nick sirianni what would you think i agree I, i do agree with the sense that i think it's the best version of nick sirianni we've gotten so far but you know again it's 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 I don't want to kill this guy. I feel he seems like the best guy. Like I want to hang I, I was, out. I was I debating him bringing him. the topic up. Yeah. Cuz I, I want to hang out with him. I want to go get yeah. beers with Nick Sirianni. I know it's a risk, but I want to play some games with him. I know I'm not supposed to. Right. Watch out. But I want to play some pool with Nick Sirianni. I want to have some yeah. beers. Like I want to hang out, talk ball. Like that sounds great. It really does. It sounds awesome. Is he an NFL head coach who's going to have success? I don't know. Like, he feels like a positional coach. Like, he feels like the best yeah. positional coach you've ever seen. Like, that guy out there just way over the top and yelling and really getting on technique and all that. And I like that. Look, this team does need that type of stuff, especially with an infusion of young players coming in and the idea of turning the roster over, you know, at least to a certain degree and all that. Like, you need technique. You need to understand the fundamentals, all that stuff. I appreciate the thought. It just, again, I, I, and look, it might, we don't know. And that's the whole thing with Nick Sirianni. To your point, all we know is the press conferences and these types of things. We have no idea what he's actually like when he's in the room. Is he able to control the over-the-top excitedness? Is he able to control the competitive craziness? All that type of stuff. Like, like these are questions we don't know the answer to, and I think they're going to go a long way towards him having success. If he can create that type of thing, like that familial atmosphere we know that can work right we saw we talked about with doug i mean 2017 a super talented roster that's the biggest thing that that separates that from from now but but also a roster of guys who played for each other who cared about each other it felt like a brotherhood we all we got we all we need like that stuff matters i do believe in that stuff and i will not poo poo it and i do want a head coach who's going to try and promote that type of thing I just wonder if people are going to take him seriously in that locker room. Like, that's my concern with the way he presents it. The way he, you know, it's like one thing to say, like, I want to have a family here. I want everyone to fight for everyone. And another thing to say, like, I want to get so excited. I'm going to have everyone so excited. Like, you know, there's a difference. There's a difference in the way you present these things and in the way grown men, NFL athletes, millionaires are going to react to it. You know, so I I do think that I think there is something good there. I agree. I, I think the heart of what he's trying to do and his heart are good. And that's why I don't want to like just shit all over the guy. But I, 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 I would be lying if I didn't say I'm concerned about how that's going to play as an NFL head coach. You know, I, I, it well, feels like someone who's more suited for a different role. And again, well, we don't know yet. Just the caveat. Yeah. No. And, and like, to your point, I mean, it'll play well if they're winning and if, it goes poorly, like they're not going to take him seriously. But we saw that with Doug, right, who won a Super Bowl. And then when things got ugly, then all of a sudden, you know, there's tor- there's turmoil and, and all that stuff. And then he's not talking to Carson, right? Like prior, when the team was winning, he was like, great relationship with everybody, meeting with Carson every Thursday night. And then when they're bad, all of a sudden, they haven't talked, you know, him and Carson haven't talked in 10 weeks or whatever the report was. And it was the same with Chip. Like, you know, Chip came, I think, of Doug, Nick Sirianni, and Chip, Chip definitely came with the most cachet, the most like confidence in the fan base had because of what he had done in Oregon. And when they were winning, like that first year, 
things were good, right? And then as soon as it went poorly, then you hear about his personality. So ultimately, I think Nick Sirianni has a personality that players will like. Like, they are a younger roster to a certain extent. They certainly will be in 2022, a year from now, because a lot of these offensive linemen are probably going to be gone. But, like, I think the young players could relate to him if they're winning. If they're winning, they will be like, wow, Nick's, like, relatable. He's excited. He's, he's you know, running up and chest bumping me after I score a touchdown. Like, that's awesome. But... If they're 0-4, the offense is struggling, players aren't putting up the stats they want, and Nick Sirianni is in the meeting room, like, you know, getting hype about the way this guy's running a route, like that <laughs> might not go over as well, right? So it's it's that that was the other takeaway from it is ultimately, you know, it's just gonna be interesting to watch him coach a game. Like see how the offense looks, see how he handles himself and, and those type of things. Because you said, you know, what's he like behind closed doors? I think we're seeing what he's like. I don't think there's another dimension to Nick Sirianni. Like, yes, I, I think that when he we're very rarely going to see him mad. So it'll be interesting to see what he's like when he yells at players. But I don't believe that Nick Sirianni has like a coach speak and then who he like. I think this is just who he is, you know, like his personality. So, yeah, uh, and, you know, after each press conference, we kind of say the same thing. Like, we'll see how the players react to it. And it makes me wish football was here already. Like, I super miss training camp. But, uh, I still think it was a net positive for Sirianni. Overall. Yeah, and, and look, to that last point you're making, he is going to have to be able to have that other side, right? Like, he is going to be able to have to discipline guys, to get guys to yeah. know that, like, he's not bleeping around, you know, that, like, it's it's not all lovey-happy all the time because it can't be. It can't be, you know? We know that. We saw what happened with Carson and the babying and all that stuff. Like, he's going to have to be tough with guys, and, and it's going to be interesting to see if he has that side to him. And maybe it's the competitiveness that brings that out, whatever, but that's going to be interesting. When we were talking, prior to them hiring Dick Sirianni, and we were talking about what we wanted in a head coach, I was very much on the side of, I want an offensive guy that can coach quarterbacks and call his own plays. Like, that's what I wanted, right? And there was certainly another camp. I honestly can't remember which side you were in. But, you know, let's use Deuce as an example. Like, Deuce was somebody who didn't check those boxes for me, had never been a coordinator, never called plays, but somebody that people thought, like, that's a head coach. Like, his personality is one of a head coach. And it'll be just interesting to see with Sirianni, like, what really matters, you know? Like, if he if he's a great X's and O's guy and he can develop players, then all this silly stuff won't really matter. But, you know, maybe three years from now, we'll look back and say, it doesn't really matter if you call plays or not as a head coach. Like, you need that personality. You need that ability to be more stoic, to be a, a leader of men, like people said with Deuce, right? So, it, you know, we'll see how it plays out with Sirianni, but maybe in a few years, I'll have changed my mind in terms of what I want in a head coach. Because like I said, Sirianni checked a lot of boxes, although he had never called plays, so I take that back. But he did, he did check a lot of boxes, except for the leader of men one. And we'll see if his personality ends up being a detriment or a, or a bonus. Yeah, I'm a leader of men guy. I always have been. Uh, I, I just believe in that. But I do, like, I also want someone who, you know, the ideal is you get the leader of men who can also call plays or also is an offensive genius or whatever. Those are the, the best of the best case scenarios. But I think one or the other, I'm choosing the leader of men. I'm choosing the guy who can rally guys, the guy who can make make a group of, of men believe in him and in his mission. That's the most important thing to me. And, and look, Nick Sirianni might be that. We don't know. You know, we just, yeah. we have questions about it. I will say, and, and this is a, a, a general statement about the Nick Sirianni thing. And look, I know, <laughs> I, I always find it funny when, when I'll, and I don't get it as much as others, like John Ritchie, for example, who, you know, will will just get the, the berated with, you're so negative about the Eagles. Why do you hate on the Eagles or whatever? And, and 
guess what? John Ritchie's been dead on right for the last year and a half. He said the Eagles were going to suck last year. Everyone's like, oh, that's crazy. We're going to be fine. And and he was right and we were wrong. And and I, I've actually, Elliot, believe it or not, me, James Seltzer, Mr. Positive Optimistic Guy, have gotten the, oh, you're so negative about the Eagles stuff lately. And, yeah. and which, you know. Again, let's not forget that two years ago I said they were going to win the Super Bowl again. So, you know, it, it, can, it can be fickle. It can change. You know, I just say what I believe. Um, but what I will say is I've never wanted to be wrong about a call. And I always, look, if I'm negative about the Eagles, I always want to be wrong. I don't care at all about being right. Like, zero. I want the Eagles to win football games. I want the team that I love to be awesome. That's it. That's the only thing I care about. I could be wrong about now, granted, wouldn't be great for my job if I'm wrong about everything I say, <laughs> but I could yes. be wrong about everything I'm, I am say if it's negative and be happy about it for, for if the Eagles are good, is what I'm trying to say. Of all the things I've said, I've never wanted to be more wrong about someone than about Nick Sirianni. I want this guy to be great. I want him to succeed. He seems like as good a dude as you could hope for in this role. I... I'm rooting with all of my heart and soul for Nick Sirianni. Again, what I've seen so far, if I had to bet my life, is he going to be a good coach or not? I think it's too early. I think he's not quite ready for the role. So I would bet against it. But I hope to God I'm wrong because I love this guy. I love what he brings. I love the passion. I love this type of person. If he can have success in this role, that'd be really cool. I'm just skeptical, you know? Yeah, it would be really sad to watch him get fired. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he would just, he's so excited. He'd be like, he's so excited. Yeah, he'd be very, very devastated. So la- last thing on this, and the last Ted Lasso reference, um, and I'm, not, I'm not giving anything away for people that haven't watched the show, but you know how in Ted Lasso, uh, he comes, he's the, the new soccer coach, and there's the guy that's like the equipment manager, and he knows stuff about soccer, and he ends up being like one of Ted Lasso's kind of like best friends slash, yep. slash, slash coach coaches. Guy yes, guy. yes. Yeah. yeah. So that is Fran Dunphy. Like, like, like we're going to do Duffy, the Ted Lasso kind of like plat plot line that 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 is friend friend dunphy don't dunphy, you agree dunphy dunphy's the the former head coach of the yes Temple. you're right i was wondering yesterday why <laughs> people were being yes duffy yes friend Fran duffy. Duffy is that guy like he's the guy that nick Sirianni's gonna discover i at the hope Novacare and be well, like you're my coach let's put it this way uh i've known fran for a really long time fran and i worked together when i worked for the eagles i worked literally in the same room with fran for three years one of the best guys on the planet i I hope that, and he's really good at this stuff. He's really good at the X's and O's and understanding it. And I would not be shocked if he's a coach at some point in his life because he's that good at it. And if Nick Sirianni is the guy who's going to give Fran a shot, then hell yeah. Go get him, Nick. Go get him, Fran, because Fran's awesome. Like a just a wonderful. Be very guy. Ted Lasso of him. It would be. Like, if you're gonna play the role, you know, like yeah. this. This is your guy. If you're gonna so. play the role, go all in on Ted go Lasso. Go all in on it. Yes. All right, all right. Let's get to this game mock draft, whatever you want to call it, Elliot. Is uh, again, when we were trying to figure out what to talk about. We Elliot had a fun idea. Instead of the and look, we'll we'll like everyone else, we will give you a mock draft before the draft. We'll tell you who we think goes one through 11 and ultimately our pick at 12 and all that stuff. We'll, we'll do all that. But, but this is a different mock draft of sorts, Elliot. We have not talked a lot about the Eagles roster for obvious reasons. We've had the whole Carson Wentz thing, the Nick Sirianni thing, the Howie Laurie stuff. And then of course, Jalen Hurts, we've talked some about, but, and we've talked about guys coming, going and re-signing stuff, but we haven't really looked at this roster. And, and yes, they're going to have draft picks who will be important and all that. But right now, the guys who are here, the guys who are coming back, we've not talked a ton about them outside of Jalen Hurts. So we thought, let's have a little fun today, right, Elliot? Let's draft, yeah, some, let's will, draft some Eagles, man. This will be an interesting way 
of kind of value saying which players we value on the roster, which we don't, which we think are good, which we think are overrated. So what we're going to do is we're each going to get 11 picks because Eagles have 11 drafts. So each have our own team, even if it's not going to be positionally accurate, we will each have our own team of 11 players. essentially. Another way to look at it might be if there was an expansion team and we could, you know, protect. Oh, I like that. Right now. The one thing now now we're, we're focusing is we can't double up on each other. And also we are focusing on, on this year, really this year in the next like two years, let's say or whatever. We're not, we're not dra- like because you know if we're just going to draft long term, there's not a ton of young, exciting players on this roster. I was going to say there's not really a lot of players that would qual that I think would go higher just because of that. There, there, there like, might be. There might it, be. But either that. way, we're let's say we're focusing more on the the immediate future than the. It's all taken into account, but more so on the immediate, like what the player can do for you in the next year or two than for the next ten years. Correct. Now positions ultimate- do matter though. Position important. Positions do matter. Now, the other thing I will say though is, like, let's say one of us drafts Jalen Hurts, which I think is probably a pretty safe assumption. <laughs> yeah, you think like, he's going to be one of the twenty-two yeah. off the board? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, but that doesn't mean that you have to draft Joe Flacco to have a quarterback. Like, the right, the, the thing right. is not to get. It's just the like twenty-two best. Essentially, best players. Yeah, essentially, we are picking between the two of us the twenty-two best Eagles as it stands right now. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. So it was your idea. So I think it is only exactly. right. You're going to get to go first. No, yeah. I was going to say right. you get to go. I was saying it's your idea. It's only right that you lead us off with the first pick. Okay, cool. See? So, Come on, Elliot. I'll yeah. give you credit. Come on. By you. See, this is why you got votes for the nicest person <laughs> in that to show you. Well, apparently I'm a negative jerk. So I just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a give, it's a give and a take. All right. So here's my thought process. I looked at the roster. Oh, real quick, real knew- quick, real quick. Before you make your pick, real quick, I will say that I this was fun to look at the roster, and then it got not fun because the roster's not good. I'm just going to put that out. It, w- it was harder than I thought. Yes. So I, I yes. have a list in front of me of probably like 17 players, and after I got past, you know, like, I don't know. When I got to Greg Ward, I was like, all right. Yep. Like, I, yep. you know, yep. We've reached a point. But okay. there is one player that I did not write down that I think if, at the end, if he's not drafted, we'll talk about. But I have a feeling Ooh. he's not going to be drafted. Okay, and we and, right. and and we are not taking players. We're not drafting like the twelfth pick. Like we're not taking anyone who's not on the roster. It's just who's on the roster right now. Correct. All right. All right. Lead so, us off with the very first pick of the Philadelphia Eagles mock draft. Elliot Short Park selects. Dun, 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 dun. Wow, that was well done. Thank you. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, bo- wow! Mel yeah, Kuyper just fell out of his seat, Elliot. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I know I know. you said positional importance. You know, we're not really taking that into consideration. But ultimately, I believe in the guy. And I think that of all the players on the roster, if in week 12 next year we're sitting here and going, wow, that guy's way better than we thought, or that guy is like a national story for how good he is, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Like, I believe in his ability to be a turnaround, like, steal draft pick for me. And, and I don't want, and also, I don't want you to have him. Like, I, I want to be the one, if I'm, if I'm the Eagles or if I'm another team or if I'm, you know, obviously me drafting here, I want to put my flag on, like, the Jalen Hurts island. I believe in him. I think he's going to have a great year, and it would kill me to watch him kill it on your team. So he, he's not the best player on the Eagles right now. But I think he could be next year. And so I am very happy and confident to take him with my wow. top pick. Wow. Elliot Shore Park says Jalen Hurts is the best Eagle by far. That is the takeaway right yeah, there. Yeah, there it is. Like, Are you writing these teams down, by the way? Uh, so I was Xing out the players. Do you want me to write down the teams or you want to write them down? Yeah. 
I can you, do you it. write them down. Oh, good. Well, that sounds because I'll type and then people will hear. That's you true. Know. You're right about that. Now I am leading, so it's harder for me to you know write and talk. But you know what? I'm just that good, Elliot. That's right. why you're the leader. That's why you're the leader <laughs> of men. All right. So that was uh, it, it's tough pick actually. Like the. I think there's a, a number of guys kind of in the same range in terms of age and talent. Um, so I, I'm strictly going to take who I think is the best player on the team right now. And and it's, again, age, all that stuff. Uh, it really comes down to two guys for me with this pick. But I still, even though he's dropped off the last couple of years, if I'm saying I need to go out and win a football game, who am I putting on my team I still think that you have to take Fletcher Cox. I know he's not the same player he was before. He's only 30. He still has some years left. And again, we're really looking this year and the next year, so to speak. Um, I almost took another player who I'm sure will come up in the next couple picks here. Uh, But I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox. I think Fletcher Cox is the correct pick for the most talented player on the Philadelphia Eagles still. Fletcher Cox. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of logic in that pick. I do think that if opposing GMs could take any player off the team without worrying about cap implications, Fletcher Cox would probably be the, the top that one. Would, that I was mean, part of taking, my thought process, yep. Even taking age into consideration. So I, I think it's a good pick. And honestly, he's not that old. Like, he's not, you know, even Brandon Graham level of old. Like, I still think Fletcher Cox has three to four really good years left. And maybe not, like, dominant by year three, but I think he can be – an above average slash very good player for, for three to four years. So I think you get a little bit of both there. I know we're not taking future into consideration, but I don't think he's a one hit wonder type of uh, type of year. All right. My next pick. Now you're going to notice with these first two picks, there's a theme, which is I'm betting on upside. And I, and I know that I know, you know you're going with not, here. I, that's I, not a future thing. You think so? I think so. You think, you know, I okay. So this isn't a future thing. Like I, I think this player is going to be great next year right i'm going with javon hargrave wow whoa going off the board love it good okay wow all right here's my logic he was a premier free agent last year i think he could be the best defensive lineman on the eagles next year we saw at the end of last season he really started to improve and i said it throughout last year i said it with brandon graham when it happened i said it with fletcher cox when it happened when guys like that big miss the offseason and the preseason, it just wrecks their whole year. It's so hard to get back. And you saw it with Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox when they missed training camp with foot injuries that they they were better as the year went on and dominant at the end of the year, and they both had bounced back years the next year. Javon Hargrave was not dealing with a foot injury, but he did miss a lot of time, and it's just hard for big bodies like that to, to adjust. I think Hargrave this year is going to show why he got the contract that he did, why he was a you know first – day or two free agent in the NFL. Uh, so I'm going with, you know, positional wow. importance somewhat because he's a pass rusher. But I truly believe next year he could be a top five or six player uh, on the Eagles. Wow. What a pick. Uh, even more shocking than the Jalen Hurts pick. I thought you were going to take Hurts to start either with the first or second pick. And I actually, I can make the argument for Hurts. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I get the argument. He's the quarterback and all that. And I do believe in him and stuff. I still probably, if I had the first pick, would have gone Cox over Hurts. But Hargrave, out of no, I, I was thinking of Hargrave was like a fifth round sleeper. Really, uh, yeah. This might have this might have been a, a stretch. My, but, uh, more you know more than anything. So this is, and I like that. I like that you're drafting off your board. You're doing what Howie doesn't do, and you're saying I'm sticking to my board. Now, yeah. uh, as a as a seasoned fantasy sports player, uh, you know, t- twenty plus years playing fantasy football and baseball. Mm. Flex. Um, 
I would have said, hmm, can I get Javon Hargrave with the next pick? I think I can. I think I can. I don't think there's any way Seltzer's going to take him with the next pick. So I'm going to let it roll over. So, So just draft dynamic stuff. But again, ultimately, I think we stick to our boards here. That's the point of this exercise. That's why uh, I am overdrawn. I'm like the Minnesota Vikings when Justin Jefferson st- fell to them and, and laughs are happening as Jalen Rager goes to Philadelphia. I'm sorry. I can't even joke about it. It's still not okay to me. I can't joke yeah, about I know. it. It's a very sad thing. All right. I'm, I'm very happily. I can't believe I got my top two players with my top two picks. I know injury issues recently, but he's still only 30. He is playing the one of the two or three most important positions in the sport, however you want to argue it. Uh, Lane Johnson still has some some seriously good years out of him, is the best at his position in the sport. He is a tackle. I'm ecstatic to walk away with Lane Johnson somehow with the fourth pick in this draft. Yeah, I actually think between him and Fletcher Cox, there's a better chance that Lane is like good for a lot longer. I know I said Fletcher Cox could play three or four years, and again, we're not taking future into consideration, but I, I, I believe in Lane's future more than I do Fletcher Cox's, and I think that Lane could turn out to be like a Pro Bowl-type guy next year again. When you talk about the fact that he was dealing with an ankle injury that he finally got taken care of, I do think that stuff matters. Like, he was trying to push through. Now he'll be completely kind of, you know, healthy. And I also think Lane's at a point in his career where he needs to prove people wrong. Like, he, I think he feels that need to kind of come out and show again why he's so great. So I, I think this, that's a very good pick by you. Thank you, sir. I feel very good about the top of my draft. I'm wondering if my number three guy will slide to me as well. Elliot Short Parks, you are up, sir. All right, I'm feeling pressure now. I'm going to go with Jason Kelsey. Damn it! My number three guy did not <sighs> fall. Well done. That was my pick. I almost took him at two. Those three guys, Cox, Lane, and Kelsey, in some order, were my top three. So, good pick here. All right, thank God. Because, honestly, with that pick, I was more just trying to – guess who you were going to pick and pick him more than stick <laughs> to my board. So, but here, look, Kelsey, again, like with Lane, you know, I, I think the next year he could have a great year. Kelsey has been great the last few seasons. Um, I know we're not building an actual locker room, but I'll certainly take Kelsey's leadership. He's probably the best player on the Eagles right now. When you take into account, he's maybe the best center in the league, the, the level of play that he played at last year. Uh, guys like Fletcher Cox had decent years, but they, he didn't exactly dominate last year. So I think arguably Kelsey is the best player on, on the team. And interestingly enough, I've now taken a Jalen, a Javon, and a Jason. Look at you. Only Jays. Yeah. You're only allowed. So Jalen yeah, exactly. Rager is your next pick. I'm sorry. You have to do it. You have a choice. I will not be taking JJ Arthur Whiteside after that. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm disappointed. We're going to regroup. Kelsey was the definitive pick there. I think Elliot Shore Parks nailed it. There was no. I almost took Kelsey instead of Lane. I thought like, positional importance because I agree. I think just pure who's a better player right now today. I think it's Kelsey considering, you know, at his position. But I, but a tackle is just a more important spot. So that's why I went Lane. Um, how will I recover? Tell you in a sec. Let me remind you, if you've not downloaded the Parksino Sportsbook app and you've been listening to our pods over and over again, uh, join us because you know how much fun we've been having. Elliot Shore Parks and, and I, and no joke, as much as we talk about the Eagles on the pods and off, have talked way more about gambling over the last couple months because we've been having such a blast. Elliot, now, to be fair, we've not been winning a lot. We've been having well, fun. I did come the, the wins, night, the wins the have been night. failing. Did you? You had a late night win. That's good to see. Because it's been bad day. for like us. Nine thirty. I was laying there and thinking, you know what? 
tonight's night and I placed a last second bet and I hit and it really just made me sleep that much better and has me excited for the days to come. It makes, you know, I got a little more, a little more money to play with in my uh, parks account. I love it. I love it. And that is the key. And, and for me, as I've said many times here, you know, it's, it's not just the the potential to make money, which we did really well at the beginning, and then we haven't as much lately, and now we're going to be get back to shackle season. Exactly. But uh, for me, it's 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 you know watching a, a random NBA game on a Wednesday night and actually caring about the outcome with with passion and excitement. Like it makes these games so fun to watch. Games that otherwise I really would not have a ton of interest in or care about other than it being sports, and I love sports. It makes you so much more invested. And, hey, this weekend coming up, speaking about getting invested, it is a big golf weekend in Augusta. We all know about that. You can bet on individual golfer performances. You can bet on who's going to win. You get great odds on all that type of stuff. If you've got a feeling of who's going to take this, bet on it now. The future odds are great. You can get some, some really big odds to win this type of thing. It is going to be a big betting occasion this weekend. And, of course, with the Park Casino Sportsbook app, you can do everything. You can bet on pro hoops. You can bet on on futures for, for football. You can bet on baseball on a nightly basis, anything and everything. And, of course, in-game betting, which is a wild ride and a blast. You can bet on yes. player. Pro- yeah, right? Elliot and I know. You can bet on player performances, parlays, props, teasers, the whole thing. Bet online with a name you trust. Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage and Here's the deal. New customers, if you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, for new customers, a risk-free bet of up to $500. Here's the deal. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA. And use our promo code GOBIRDS. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. Bet with the home team, Pennsylvania's home team sports betting app. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot. A lot of choices here. Um, I was thinking about going off the board and and making kind of a Javon Hargrave type pick, but I'm not going to. Um, I can't pass him up. I'm looking at him now. Maybe not the 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 best debut season that we were hoping for, but still a damn good player at a very important position. Looks like mm. he's going to be here a few more years. Uh, I think Darius Slay has to be the pick here with the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, I had him number four overall on my board, so I, I think it's good value. Again, if we're just talking about next year and just players you can count on. I mean. Again, Kelsey's probably the best player on the roster, but how many players can you look at and say, I know exactly what they're what I'm gonna get from them next year at a high level? Like Slay might be the top guy, right? Because at least Kelsey, there's there's a bit of an age thing you where maybe there's a drop off in play. Slay's not there yet. So I think you at least know what you're getting next year in Slay. And yeah, he struggled against top receivers last year, but overall I thought he still had a very good year. So I I, I like the pick. Nice. This is good. I'm feeling yeah, good about yeah, my draft. Happy. We recovered. We okay. lost Kelsey, but we recovered. Unlike Howie, we pivoted. Yeah. All right. We didn't take so Marcus Smith, Elliot, is the point. That's what I'm saying here. Right. You didn't panic there. Yes. So this next pick, actually, I think is one of the more interesting in the draft. I think we've kind of reached the point where there's maybe only one or two like sure thing players available. After that, I'd imagine our boards are going to look very different mm-hmm. in terms of where we're going. So... I hate to do this to you. Don't do I it. I really do. Oh, it's going to be my next pick. You're doing it, aren't you? Yeah. And it hurts even more because I know he's your favorite player. It's my guy! And I know oh. how happy he makes you. Oh. 
PG. But I'm taking I'm taking Brandon Graham. I was it was gonna be my next pick. He was gonna be my next pick, Elliot. I just look. He's still very good. Uh, p- important position. You know, again, defensive end. Like like I said, important position. You know, what you're gonna get from him. And after this, like I really think there's a drop off in proven guys after this. There's one guy maybe, but I'll be interested to see whether or not you think he counts. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm going with Brandon Graham. Okay, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome pick. I'm so sad. Like he was literally going to be my next pick. 100. I oh, I considered him from a slay, but like we both agree, I had to take slay there. I I've, I, I yeah. couldn't pick with my He's heart. A better over, pick than Graham. I I had to take him, but I am I am flat out bummed that Brandon Graham is not on my meaningless fake team that we will forget about after this podcast. It is it is ruining my day, Elliot. All right, uh, so here's where I come to with this next pick is I look at it and say, all right. Am I going with the better player, career-wise, who's got some questions? Or am I going with the younger, slightly less questions player? I'm going to pick the, I'm going to take the injury risk. We got some injury risk on my team with Lane Uh, Johnson. I don't know where you're going. uh, Well, you know, you should. I mean, let's put it this way. There's only one player left on this board who has a chance to be the best at his position in the sport. I don't think it's going to uh, happen. Yeah. A lot of injuries have happened, but Brandon Brooks actually can be the best guard in football or one of the three or four best guards in football. I'm nervous, the injuries, but he's a freak. He's shown to be a freak. I'm going to go Brandon Brooks with my next pick. So I agree with you. Brandon Brooks has a potential to be the best in his sport when healthy. And what's, it, what's interesting is though, even though he's been hurt quite a bit, I still – in some ways don't view him as an injury risk just because he always looks like he's in such great shape. He's but, the most yes, he, caught person alive. Yeah, but he's obviously an injury risk. Interestingly enough, and I'm not going to pick him, but I don't think there's, like, I would feel confident with Nate Herbig as my starting guard. Like, wow. I'd rather have Brooks, but if we were constructing a team here and you took Brooks, I would feel comfortable being like, all right, well, I'll start Nate. Like, I'd feel okay about that. So, but I agree. He was the last one where, you know, kind of been a Pro Bowl player, like, talented for sure type of guy so all right yeah it gets dicey now 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 we're now we're 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 taking some leaps and hoping yes all right so i have two guys left that i really want we'll see if i get both of them the next pick for me a guy that we were both really high on last year okay good that's what i thought you're gonna go he would have been my next pick so it is a smart pick by you all right didn't have the year we thought but i'll gladly take miles sanders he would have been my next pick so you made the right call if you were trying to decide who I wouldn't, who I wouldn't, wouldn't pick. I was gonna take Miles Sanders here. Yeah, so I think Miles Sanders is a potential, you know, to be like a top three player on the team next year. I'll be interested to see how much more they give him the ball, and if Sirianni's offense, if he's gonna get the ball more. Um, I was surprised again, and he did have injury, he did have injury issues last year. But I really thought last year he would be almost the centerpiece of the offense in terms of getting the ball through the running game, the passing game, the screen game, all that stuff. And he struggled as a receiver for sure. And he holds blame on that as does Carson. Cause Carson couldn't throw him an accurate ball, but, but miles does hold blame in that as well. But as the fifth pick for me. And so like the ninth pick overall, I think that's great value. I, I think again, if we're talking about who on the roster, other teams would try to poach. I think he would, go before number nine. So I think I'm getting good value here. Yeah. I So that it was him and Brooks for the last one. That's why I was like, should I take the young guy or the more proven and, and positional importance? Look, you know, running back, less important position. But uh, Sanders, a great pick there. I absolutely would have taken him. Uh, I am picking between two guys here. There's a third who I, I – so I have a feeling that your next pick is going to be one of these two guys. 
I'm not mm-hmm. I'm going against what I said before and saying, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the guy based on what I think you're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my board here is my point. I'm not gonna say proud, oh you know proud what? Of you. Proud I think of you. this guy's gonna be Elliot's next pick, and I'll let you know if I'm right. I think I know who your next pick is. It is one of the two guys I'm gonna take now, but I'm still gonna stick my bent board. I'm gonna add my first skill position player of any kind, and I'm gonna add Dallas Goddard to my team. Oh, that wasn't my pick, but I know it I wasn't. I know it wasn't. That's yeah. my point. I think the guy well, you'll see. We'll see. I think you're going to take someone else. I was debating between two players. It was Dallas Goddard and this other player who I think will be your pick now. But I, I stuck to my board and they're close for me. Like, again, I almost took the other guy. Uh, I just think Goddard, the upside, uh, you know, one of the few guys on this team you can count on to, to make a play for you when needed. Um Again, I'm not the biggest Dallas Goddard fan in the world, but th- that's what happens. That's what we talked about. Really, it this thins out, <laughs> thins out. Yeah, and that's why. I, why uh, well, I think Goddard has a lot of upside. He's a good player. He's a good he player. Could be the num- yeah. He's a good player, and he if he's the number one tight end next year, he's gonna get the ball a lot. So, all right, for my next pick, there's two players I want. One of them, I don't think you're gonna draft, but I bet it's the player that you thought I was going to take. So I'm going to switch it up. And I'm going to go with Josh Sweat. That is the player that I wanted. Yep. Was that the guy? Was yeah. that the guy you that thought was the, I was? That was the guy. Pick? So you weren't going to take him? No, I had someone. I well, obviously I was going to because I selected him. Right. But but I you think weren't, you were and, thinking somebody else. Oh, so yeah. you're 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 pulling the move that I was pulling. Yeah, I'm moving off my board. Oh, buddy, I I should have done the same to you. I could have switched it around. So I honestly debated taking Josh Sweat over Brandon Graham. That would have been my fourth J in a I row. I almost but took Josh Sweat last pick. I was so close. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and I think I've said this with a lot of guys, and it kind of speaks to how their roster right now could end up being, it could end up looking any type of way. Like, you're not really sure who the top guys are. But if you told me Josh Sweat was the best defensive lineman next year, I don't think that would be super crazy. Like, we'll see how his playing time goes and all that. But he has a ton of potential. I think he's... Maybe their best straight-up edge rusher, Brandon Graham's in that discussion. But Josh Sweat, just in terms of what he can do, it's super impressive. Um, again, we're not taking future age into this, but he is young with with upside, which is kind of the vibe I went with my first two picks. So Josh Sweat, for me, is uh, is my pick. Okay. Uh, that was going to be my pick. Great pick. I'm very jealous of it. He was going to be my – it was him and, and Goddard. And I, I – again, would you have taken Goddard if I had taken Sweat? No, right? No. So no. I should have. So all right. So I'm no longer gonna do my whole mistake on my board. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you now because that's that's what right. I was should have done. I should have taken sweat and I could have gotten Goddard too. It's my mistake. My mistake for keeping it real there, Elliot. Um. So um. Uh. This is more of a. I have two players in mind. Uh. I honestly don't know which one you would go with. Um. Hmm. All right. I'll go with positional importance over. The player I want. Hmm. I'm really torn here. This gets ugly, man. Can I give you some advice? Just sure. take the player you want. You know, like when we look at this list at the end, you're, you're right. gonna want guys that you All want. Right. You, you know, know? is that because you want the positional important player? Are you playing me right no, now? I... No, I think we're off the board at this All point. Right. Like I'm... at this point, I don't think there's any clear cut choices coming uh, up. So positional importance doesn't matter. I just think this guy's a good football player. I think he's gonna make a lot of plays for this team this year, especially on a bad team. He might lead the team in certain categories. I'll take Alex Singleton. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even have him on my top 18. So, all right. I'm, I'm happy you went with that pick. I'm happy you followed your heart. Love Alex one. Singleton. One of the best, yeah. best okay. players on the – that's how bad this team is, Elliot. All right. 
again, there's a guy I want, but if you're taking Alex Singleton, like you must have this guy really down down your board. So I think that this guy is going to be a steal pick for me. I think he was a steal free agent signing. He's going to be a starter. When you were yeah. talking about a guy that's going to make going a lot of plays Anthony on the bad Harris, team, this, huh? Yeah, this is where I thought you were going. I'll go Anthony Harris. I mean, he, you know, him or Darius Slay is going to be the best player in the secondary. I think they're going to move him all around. A year ago, he he might have been the top pick. Uh, you know, amongst the whole roster, I guess maybe Carson would have been. But a year ago, Anthony Harris was one of the best safeties in the league. I personally don't think last year was a major red flag. I do think he'll bounce back. So Anthony Harris, for me, is a, a great pick this late. I think it's a good pick. Uh, it allows me to take who I was going to take, too. I'm going youth. I'm I'm making my first believe in the future, and it will happen quickly guy. And I'm going to take our left tackle. I have both starting tackles. Jordan Mailata. Hmm, this is where I thought you were going last time. Yeah, well, those were the two. It was Singleton and Mailata. All right, so you're going my lot. Go my lot. So we are now seven picks in. I think I okay. started better than you, and I think the last few rounds you've got you got the better of me. The Sanders sweat run was that was crippling. Really, the Graham Sanders sweat run is is hurt me. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope so because when we ask people who has a better team, I'm hoping to win. All right. <laughs> All right next I pick. didn't even know we were going to ask. I did. I don't care. So you could win. Yes. All right. Perfect. So this one you is win. an interesting pick for me. I don't want to wait much longer, but. He might not be on the team next year, but I'll take my chances. Zach Ertz. Like, Zach Ertz is a – Zach Ertz, if, if we knew he was going to be on the team next year, he would have been selected in probably the top four or five picks. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah, but that's why I didn't take him. Uh, he's just not going to be I know, here. But he's still here. But he's still here. See, this feels like uh, I want to make my team look better because I'm taking Zach Ertz, even though we all know that Zach Ertz is not going to be an Eagle this year. Well, but what if he is? And you keep saying we all know he's not going to be, but – what if he is? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. He's still here, right? He's like still they're, here. They're, they don't need to trade him. He's still here. It feels like a cheap pick to me. I'll give it to you, but it feels like a cheap pick. Well, you should know that I almost took him like three picks earlier, and then <laughs> I mentally decided that you probably didn't even consider him. No, because it's a cheap pick. I'm not. I'm, I'm, we're talking about Eagles. I know he's an Eagle. He is an Eagle. He's under Tec- the roster, Tec- and he could still be here. He's not going to be here. Okay. Well, then I'll only, I'll only have nine players, but I'll take my chance. So I, I win automatically then. So that's good. It just shut it down. My team, we'll have to decide how you can't, your team, you, you're, it's called a, a forfeit, Elliot. Your team can't even take the field. It's a, it's uh, honestly, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm, I'm kind of sad for you. Well, buddy. when he's the number one tight end next year, that's then we'll a, see who's embarrassed. Wow, man. That is a, that is a tough loss, man. That is a tough loss. I'm All sorry. Right, so do, do we even con- do we continue? Is this over? Did I just automatically win because you took a player who's not well, going to be an eagle? You got a guy who's not going to be an eagle. What are we supposed to do with this? Uh, I really think that there's a, like a 25, 30% chance he's here. Oh, that's too high. There's no way. Okay. Um, I, think it's, more like a, I think it's more like a 5% chance. Um, all right. Uh, it's really thin. It gets ugly now. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, Ertz. What what a weak pick, Elliot. That is clearly a. a, a you, you just said it's getting thin, and there's and you're like right, again. But, but I mean, if, again, if, he's if, not like it's it's one of those that like you take the name and it like looks good because it's Zach Ertz, but it's not. It's not real. It's not a real pick. If I told you Ertz was on the roster next year, where would he have gone in this draft? Probably earlier, but he's not going to be on the roster. Okay. All right, it's so like, you take whoever you're going to take here that probably is not going to be an impact player, and I'll take my chances that if Ertz comes back, he dominates. This is a, a weak sauce. Disappointed right. in this exercise. All right, let's see who you're taking. Well, I, you know, it's not going to be as good a player as Zach Ertz, but he, guess what? He's, yeah, he's, I know it's not. He's yeah, actually going to be on the team. He's going to be on the team, <laughs> obviously. Right, we'll see. I think it's a, okay. a, a chicanery type of pick right there. 
Um, all right. I, I, I might even not include him at the end. Oh my God. Such a horrible thing. All right. Uh, you know, not exciting, but but he's an okay football player. I'll take Derek Barnett. Wow, wasn't on my list either, but probably should have been. I mean, he's. I mean, he's going to start probably over Josh Sweat. Also, speaking of guys that might not be on the team, like he'll probably be here, but we're not even hundred percent sure he'll be here. By the way, well, I think at this point, right? You can make that same argument with Ertz. Not really. I mean, Ertz, like they, Ertz. There's a better chance Barnett is back, but I think Barnett and Ertz were the two players that we said, who who knows what their future is. Yeah, but but the Ertz thing, it's like he's, you know, like they've, they've trade discussions. They've talked about, like there's been nothing with Barnett except they picked up the thing. Like that's it. Look, yeah, I agree. There's a better chance he's back, obviously. I'm fine not having Derek Barnett on my team. I just don't believe in him very much. So, all right. Next pick for me. And this, I would just like to say, this is a statement selection for me. Like, there's a statement being made in this pick, and I hope everybody realizes what it is. We have not selected a single receiver yet, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Right? My my pick right here is Greg Ward. I wrote it down I think before Greg, you even said it. I knew you were going to go there. Yep. I think Greg Ward is the best receiver on this team currently. He's consistent. He's a guy one on my team. He's dependable on third downs. We've seen that Jalen Hurts like to th- likes to throw the ball to him. Give me Greg Ward. So sad. I I don't I don't disagree with you. It's just sad. It's just a sad statement. It is such a sad yeah. statement that that is the truth, man. It is so bummery. Like it is just the biggest bummer. Um, I, well, who knows what the roster will look like by week one? I mean, I think you know, obviously in the draft, there's a chance they add receivers uh, and all that stuff. And I such I would dis- hope whoever they take at number twelve gets selected higher in this, this draft. Such a disgusting to spot to be in. Um, all right, let's hear what you got. Um. So this is we've still got to make three more. This is way too many players. This is unbelievable. I have, I have two more picks. You have One, two more. I have, I have three more. Is my point? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I know. I know. Um, ew. Uh, ew. I guess I'll take Jalen Rager. I hate it. Ugh. So I decided I'm not drafting him. Yeah, I didn't want to, but it's fine. Go ahead. I mean, he's got upside. There. This team sucks, by the way. This. Yeah, you still feel good about your Eagles can win the division pick after doing this exercise? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God! So what I, a horrible wrote, team. I'm gonna I'm gonna be writing this. We're soon we're, to the we're like 17 the- players, and it's like a horror show. So. I, I, I'm writing an article for the website explaining why I think they're the best bet. And I got to the point where it was, I had so many reasons and it was so long that I might have to do it over multiple posts. Like that's how much I still believe. Oh God. I think they're going to go a five and 12. They're going to be a five okay. and 12 team. That's what I think. All right. So at this point, again, we're at the bottom ish of the roster, right? We're past like the impact starters. This one's tough for me. I wasn't going to take Jalen Rager, but it's probably a better pick than the guy I'm about to take. I'm going to take Avante Maddox. Has definitely declined over the past year or two, but I still think he has that upside. He can play multiple positions, and I think he's just better than almost every other player that's still on the roster. So yeah. I'll take Avante Maddox. Yeah, I'll take the only player who's better than Avante Maddox still on the roster, and it's not good. It's ugly, but Isaac Zayamalo, I think, is a better player at his position. That's fair. That's but fair. Either right. way, like again, we're we're pulling. We have one one pick each left, and I can't wait to not have to pick Eagles anymore. All right. So I was also going to consider taking this guy prior to Greg Ward or Maddox, and I was going to take him ahead of Rager. Give me Quez Watkins. Uh, Quez so Watkins. he's the only receiver that I put a little thing next to. I like I like yeah. Quez Watkins. 
yeah, he made some plays last year. He's fast. I think in a second year, he could take a step forward. I believe in him, so I'll take Quez. Okay, so I'm <laughs> this is all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this as like a, a counter to your Ertz pick, but but he's gonna be actually on the team. But I'm this is my last pick is a protest pick. It mm. is that I refuse to pick anyone else who's actually gonna start the season because I mean, I'm not taking Andre Dillard. I'm not taking Nate Herbig. I'm not taking Joe Flacco. I'm not taking Boston whoa, whoa, whoa. Scott. No shots at Herbig. I'm not taking Davion Taylor. I'm not taking Jannard Avery. I'm taking a guy who's going to miss the start of the season. And honestly, we even know when he's going to play. But that's how much more I like an okay. injured Rodney McLeod than I like anyone else on this roster. Rodney okay. McLeod was my final pick. You know who I'm surprised wasn't selected, Even actually? just hanging out in the locker room and being a good dude, I think will add more to the team. What about Kayvon Wallace? Great point, Elliot. That was one of the few picks in last year's horror show of a draft that everyone's like, I like this Wallace kid. There's a good yeah. pick. Oh, he got a good one here. And he was so inconsequential that. <laughs> yeah, he barely played. He wasn't even bad. I mean, he had a few moments, like, but if you ask me to like talk about how he played his rookie year, I don't think he was one way or the other. Like, I think it was almost just he was out there for like snaps. Nothing. And he looked like, good at times bad. Yeah. Um, so the only player I had written down as like guy I was interested in that wasn't selected was Jack Driscoll. Oh, real quick. And I, I agree with you. I actually, when I was doing the Samal thing, I was thinking, I was like, oh, does it make more sense to take Driscoll? Because there's upside there. And I didn't. I went with the guy who plays. But, but how sad, how unbelievably sad is it that you mentioned him and not Andre Dillard? Like how unbelievably oh, yeah, epically sad is that, Elliot? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, why? I would, I, I would take Driscoll over Dylan. I know. Like, I mean, I just so would yeah. I. But how crazy yeah. is that? We're talking two years ago. Dylan was the first pick. It's crazy. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Man. So, all right. So, I, I have a question. Yes. Real quick. How, how much would Dillard struggling make you worried about taking the tackle out of Oregon? Um, like Pac-12 guys slide to 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it has nothing to do with the Pac-12 thing as much as the 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 unexpected guy in a spot and then just taking him because he's there situation of it all. Now, I would hope because the Eagles had the sixth pick before that they were more versed on Sewell and had talked to him and interviewed him and all that type of stuff. So yeah. I think the Dillard thing was more of a, uh, not a panic pick, a, a unexpected, I can't believe this guy's here, let's take him pick. Well, they had said the day before yeah, that they, the, you know, I, I think Stoutland talked to him that morning when they started to think that was maybe it. he could fall. That was so, it. Oh, yeah. So, I think so, yeah. So, I, um, I, it, as a fan, it scares me because we just saw it, and of course you're going to have those type of, like, um, you know, uh, uh, like tremor reaction to the similar type of thing, but it to me, to me it's not the Pac-10 thing as much as it's the, the taking someone you weren't expecting to be there because he's there, but you didn't do enough research on him of it all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like. I, I would be nervous about taking Penesol at twelve. All right. So our teams, eleven players each. It gets so ugly at the end. All right. Elliot Short Parks, Jalen Hurts, Javon Hardgrave starts off with some reaches, but then really settles in here. Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, that that that, that just crushes my soul. Miles yeah. Sanders, Josh Sweat, Anthony Harris, Zach Ertz, mm -hmm. uh, Greg Ward, Avante right, hey. Maddox, and Quez Watkins. I got Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Darius Slay, Brandon Brooks. Nice top four. I feel like then it gets a little, little iffy. Dallas Goddard, um, 
Alex Singleton. I couldn't even read my hand ring. Singleton, Jordan Mailata, Derek Barnett, Jalen Rager, Isaac Simone, and and Rodney McLeod. Amazing how many players on my team I, I just don't like. <laughs> well, it's interesting how Derek Barnett and Jalen Rager are like, I don't like those guys. I'm sorry. Not as yeah. people. See, that, that was my thing. That's players. why I took Jalen Hurts first. I'm like, I would just be upset if you had him on your roster. Like, yeah, so I just so was like, I, I, I went more, much more into this looking as I'm never going to think about this roster that I put together ever again after this podcast. Like it was, Okay. I didn't. I didn't well, think of I it as having. Social media, I didn't think about having this like long term, it like thought about the roster. So it was more well, of just a fun exercise. When these guys are killing it, yes, I'm going to bring up my guys are killing it. Well, I, will, are I will not. I will not. And uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, honestly, honestly, truthfully, my biggest takeaway from doing this is it made me feel much worse about the Eagles. Like honestly, well, that's really what it did. It made me feel like. I already thought this roster sucked. It's even worse than I thought. That was my takeaway, honestly. How many players would you say on the roster right now? And this might be a longer discussion. We don't have to really get into it. But, like, would you qualify as good? Like, you know, so we just picked 22. I think, like, you know, the last eight or so, we're kind of, like, scraping the barrel. But, like, how many would you qualify as good so players? I think, so, I think nine. I think, well, for me, it felt like a substantial drop-off from Miles Sanders to then Dallas Goddard, Josh Sweat, Alex Singleton. And those guys are fine. Like, and I think they have the chance to be good. Like, Josh Sweat could be good, but he's not good yet. Like, he's he's fine. Like, he's a, a nice upside player. I think, like, we're talking, like, good, legitimately good NFL football players. I think it ends after Sanders. Yeah. So, well, I think Sweat is closer than you do. I know you're high on him. I know you're not saying you're down on him. But Goddard but I think he's and Sweat, I think, are in a similar, I think they're in a similar thing. Like, I think a lot of people would say Goddard is definitely a good NFL like, it's a question of good, right? We're talking, like, good, good. Well, Goddard's had more chances, I think, to prove than Sweat has. I mean, Goddard's done more. I think most people would say Goddard is better than Sweat. I don't think he is, necessarily. I think they're close. That's why I was struggling with that pick. But, right. I mean, Goddard has definitely produced more so far. He has. But uh, my point is, I think he's had more of an opportunity. Regardless, I think they're on the same level of, like, good NFL players that have the potential to be great. Like, they have that upside there, Right. Um, but I, I think it's, yeah, I think you're around eight or nine, like Kelsey, uh, Slay, Cox, Graham, um, Johnson, I guess Sanders, I think you could put in there is like, he would start on, you know, a fair amount of teams, Mm -hmm. I think. So I think, yeah, I think you're right around there. And then Jalen Hurts is a, you know, a discussion for multiple pods all off season. So we love, it's hard to decide on that. We're in on Jalen. Yeah, we're in on Jalen. Number one overall pick. Let's, look, number one jersey, number one pick. That was we a are, statement pick. We are a G- <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got? You got any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, not really. I'm thinking about getting my backyard done. And, like, I was trying to grow grass, but I've given up on that. So I think I might do, like, sod and pavers and stuff. Obviously, hey, you. Stuff. not going to do it on my own. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's been so nice out recently. And, like, baseball's back. And, like, I would love to be able to, like, sit outside and enjoy – Enjoy the weather. Yeah, no, that does so sound I'm, nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. So uh so that's kind of what's going on with me right now. Nothing else really. What about you? Same, man. Same. I'm I'm uh I'm tired. I've been tired. when when baseball season starts back up again, I get very busy and I'm not used to my newer, busier schedule and it takes me a little while to get in the swing of it. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny it's funny. I saw actually Chris Long and Ike Reese tweeting back about this back and forth about this and how 
this always happens at the beginning of the Philly season where every game feels like such a big deal. Well, it's like an Eagles. Right? Like, treat them like Eagles games. It's like, yeah, it, it's like an Eagles thing. I remember the first year they signed Bryce, so not last year, but the year before. They started out hot, like whatever, 4 0 or something like that. I know you've been reminded of this multiple times all week, so <laughs> never mind, actually. You're well aware. They started 4 0, but I, I remember I wrote an article saying they reminded me of the 2017 Eagles, just like how special they were. And that was my introduction to being like, yo, calm down. Over four games. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. So I do think they're much better this year and all that. But it's funny how, you know, like they lose to the Mets to drop to Ford one, I guess it was. And it's like, oh, my God, that sucks so bad. But it's like it's such a it's just such a small. Sale yeah, I'm sense. totally. But it's fun, it's fun like, to care. About. I'm generally with baseball. I generally don't pay any real attention to standing your stats until June 1st. Like that's historically okay. it's always that's been good, and even then like sample size people like real analytics people would argue that's not even enough like you really gotta wait till like july to really know sample wise what's going to continue all that type of stuff and even then like in reality one baseball season itself in terms of numbers and like projecting career and all that type of stuff is is small like a small sample size so um i generally wait till june 1st to start to get really worked up over anything and even then that might be a little early so you want a baseball take that'll infuriate oh, you? Oh, can't wait to get. Yes, let's get mad at the end of the podcast. Please, please. All right. Mike Trout isn't the most talented talented player on the Angels. It's uh, You're talking Shohei Otani. Is this where you're going with this? Is yeah, this dude can hit and pitch. Like, game over. Like, yeah. he's more talented. Uh, so, I, it, like, I get your point. It, it's it's a definition of what's talented and all that type of stuff. But, yes, look, what Shohei Otani can do is, is unbelievable. It is amazing. Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah. so it's got to kill Trout to know he's never going to win a playoff game and or a playoff <laughs> series, I should say. And he's not even the best player on his well, roster. He is the best. He's no, 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 no. Difference between talent and best, right? I mean, he's definitely the best. There's no question. All right, fine. He's not the most talented player. See, there you go. He's just the best player of the last like. I have another baseball idea. I can't remember if I texted texted this to you or not. I think when you intentionally walk somebody. Everybody that's on a base should advance one base. Yeah, I actually thought this was a fun one. I'd really, I didn't, I need to really think about it and the implications of it. I don't know if I would support it or not, but I definitely think it is. I think it's an interesting, fun idea. Jack Fritz, of course, hated it with every didn't like fiber it, yeah. of his being. But I don't know I think if I like it or not. It, I need to really think about it, but I think it's at least an interesting suggestion. So I bring this up because I think it was. It must have been the Phillies game where they intentionally walked Bryce Harper. I think there was they were open on first. It must have been against the Braves, but they walked the bases loaded. And I just think it's so lame that the best players in the sport can be intentionally taken out of big moments. You know, like imagine if in the NBA I could just say, all right, that guy can't be on the court. Like he's, you know, so, and I understand it's not exactly the same because you're putting another person on base, but I think there should be a larger punishment for taking guys like Harper out of these big moments because it's better for the sport and the fans to see Harper bat in a big moment than it is to watch him walk to first. Yeah, I don't hate it. Now, the one the one thing that you could say like against that is that, well, then a pitcher could just pitch around him. Like they would just not intentionally walk him, but they would just throw I'm balls. Saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the one flaw with the – because then that would be the, the reaction. To that They'll be like, all right, well, we won't walk him, but we're just going to walk him. You know what I mean? But I do think holistically, I think it's a really interesting idea, and I don't hate it. Thanks. There yeah. you go. So this is what I've been doing. Good, good job baseball. by you, buddy. Thinking, good job by you. Thinking of ways to fix the sport. <laughs> That's all you do, Elliot. That's what you do. That's all I know. All right. We'll be back uh, later in the week. Parks Picks Pod. Uh, talk some gambling, which we love to do. And then Saturday, full show. Two hours. WIP. Can't wait. Coming out. Calls. 215-592-9494. Even though there's nothing going on. First of all, something might happen with the Eagles, right? That's always a possibility. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if not, we will figure something else out to talk about. Until then, he's Elliot James. Talk to you soon.